Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Thanks for joining me here on episode number 244 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Today, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Normally, I take questions and answer them kind of a Dear Abby format on the podcast, at least historically, that's what I've typically done. But today I'm going to talk about a topic that I'm passionate about and just something that I've been thinking about and doing a little bit of content on other platforms as well, such as Periscope, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. The topic we're going to talk about today is, in my opinion, right up there as the worst attitude in tennis, the worst attitude that tennis players typically have. And this is pretty much across the board, across all levels, all types of players. I've seen it over and over again, and you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about when I tell you what it is. And that attitude is thinking that hitting with lower level players than you are is a waste of your time, not a good use of your practice time or your practice effort trying to get better at the game of tennis. And as I said a second ago, this is something that's pretty universal across the board. In fact, I was doing a broadcast on Periscope a couple days ago. And if you're not familiar, Periscope is a relatively new platform that allows users to live broadcast video to an audience. And so I had, I don't know, probably 20 or so people watching a Periscope broadcast where I was talking about this topic. And I said, all right, be honest. If you, if you have ever had this attitude where somebody has come up and asked you, hey, you want to hit some time or just do some drilling or maybe play a practice match and you perceive them as being not as good as you, have you had that thought of, oh man, this is, I really do not, I need to come up with a good excuse here because I really don't want to waste my time with this person. There's no way that it could possibly be productive. And most of the people... I was actually really surprised. Most of the people admitted to it on that broadcast. Now, here's the thing. Even if you can honestly say to yourself that you've never had that kind of condescending attitude towards other players, I can promise you that as you get better and better, chances are very, very likely that you will at some point because you will have the admiration of more players below you, below your level at your local courts. And it's just going to be a natural thing that as they see you practicing and improving and hitting better shots and putting in work, you're going to inspire people to to want to hit with you. So I'm going to talk about the top three reasons why this attitude is bad. And not not only is it bad, and and this is besides just the, you know, you you could argue that... uh, just being a good person, just being a nice person and saying yes is the way to go. I'm not even going to talk about that. There's actually three very practical reasons why this is a bad attitude and probably actually the opposite of what you think it is. Not only is it not a waste of time, but very, very often it's exactly the type of practice that you need with somebody who's not up to your level. So let's get into it. Reason number one, why this is a terrible attitude is lower level, and I'm using air quotes there, lower level is often very, very subjective. There is no standardized test where you can go and take it and you are labeled a better player than 
than Sally or Joe or whoever. It doesn't work that way. There's so many different layers to the game of tennis. There's so many different ways to win. And one of my favorite questions that I receive uh, of, of all time from students and people who are now following what we do online is this basic question, their general question, and I'm phrasing it a certain way on purpose so that you get the point. Usually it's not said quite like this, but I've heard some variants of this question over and over again. People will ask me, Ian, I keep losing to this player who's just not as good as me. He's worse than me, but I keep losing to him. How do I, how do I fix that? How, how do I beat this guy? I keep losing to him even though I'm better than him. And I'm you know, saying it in kind of a funny or ironic way on purpose so that you, you get the point. Usually it's not that obviously, um, usually it's not that obvious that they are off base. But that's basically what people are saying because they're, they're watching this other player and what they're doing is they're judging their ability level based on how their game looks. And looks are very, very deceiving on a tennis court. You cannot judge somebody's level of success based on how their technique looks. Now, in a very general sense, you can. Uh, I mean, you, you can't win against a 5-0 level opponents with beginner technique uh, you know to a certain extent it's true that you can tell how good somebody is by watching their technique but within let's say a certain level let's say from the bottom of 3-5 to the top of 3-5 or the bottom of 4-0 to the top of 4-0 you will see a very very wide range of different approaches technically speaking and usually players are very very quick to judge the quality of a player or opponent just simply based on how pretty their technique looks. And we know that this is false if we think about it from a different perspective, and that is the perspective of playing a pusher or defensive player, somebody who has terrible looking technique but wins a lot, wins a lot of matches. And here's the thing, nobody would, nobody would be annoyed by pushers if they never won. If they lost every time that they played with their terrible tactics, and I, I'm saying that facetiously, with their terrible tactics and ugly technique, if they never won, then people would love playing pushers, but it's the, it's the opposite. So you cannot judge somebody's skill level or ability level or how, how, quote, good they are based on their technique. And so lower level is very often subjective. And you may be very surprised when you go out and actually spend a little bit of time with that player on the court doing practice drills or, or playing a practice match or whatever it is that you're doing trying to improve your games, you may be very pleasantly surprised that the type of shot they're giving you is exactly what you need to improve your game. And that leads me into point number two. A lower level of speed of shot is often perfect for working on grooving new improvements. When I say new improvements, I'm talking about changes to your technique. And by the way, kind of subtopic here, changing your technique is the only way to make substantial, meaningful improvements. You have to change something. You can't keep using the same old technique and get substantially improved results. It doesn't work that way. And making changes takes time. It takes patience. It takes a lot of repetition. And so very, very frequently, the perfect person to hit with while you're working on cementing in a new and better habit is somebody who's a half a level below you or even a full level below you. And I have a, actually a, a story about this on a, a personal level. About a month ago or so, I, I believe it was, 
I went out and hit with a friend of mine who were just kind of tennis acquaintances. Uh, when I was a kid, he would do drill groups that I was a part of. Uh, he, he was a, an adult at the time and, and pretty solid adults. Um, he's probably a pretty, pretty good 4-0 player, maybe starting to become competitive at a lower 4-5 level. He's been working hard at his game, very focused player, very focused guy, likes to work hard. But he, if, if he and I were both to hit at our full speed, we're honestly just not very close in ability level as far as the output of our shots. But that's perfect for me if I'm working on making some kind of adjustment or change to my technique, which I happen to be doing on my backhand side. It's been a work in progress for me for many years. And a particular time that Dan and I hit together a couple weeks ago, he and I were just rallying down the middle uh, after doing some short courts and a whole bunch of things for me on my backhand side suddenly clicked and went into place at the same time. I've made a lot of changes over the last few years. My grip, my contact point, uh, how low I drop my racket before I make contact, the path of my follow through, a whole bunch of things. And the reason why my practice time, I actually value it quite a bit with Dan is Dan's 70 to 75, you know, percent acceleration swing, his, what he would call like a full speed swing probably falls in place right, right about 50% for me. So that's a perfect speed for me. I'm never really rushed. I'm never really late. Dan is still hitting a, you know, pretty solid ball, pretty good ball, but it's a half a level to a full level below what would be competitive for me, what would be pressuring me what would be pushing me back and making me sweat a little bit as far as coming up with a good reply. So if I'm working on something particular, this is great, great practice for me because I can be relaxed and loose and smooth and I can try different things that there's no way I could try if somebody was hitting me a shot that was at 80% of my capacity to handle comfortably. Hopefully that makes sense. So Keeping that in mind, you can actually view practice with somebody a level below you as a very valuable thing. Now, of course, you know, kind of goes without saying a little bit, there needs to be some kind of baseline ability to control where the ball goes and be able to keep a rally going. Assuming that we have those prerequisites in place, this can be very, very high level practice for you. And it doesn't have to be something where every time you step out onto the courts, you're being challenged and you know pushed to the max. And that's the only way you're going to get better. And that is point number three. <laughs> it is a complete myth that the only way forward, the only way to improve is to live right on the edge of your control and comfort level. I think a lot of players have the attitude that the only way that they're going to get substantially better is if every time they hit... It's just 110% effort and they're playing with somebody who's a half a level or a full level above them and somebody who's just pushing them to the max shot after shot after shot. And there's some truth to the, there's some truth to the idea that you want to be pushed. You want to be challenged. I'm not trying to say that that's, there's never a time and a place for that, but I think a lot of tennis players have an attitude. A lot of tennis parents uh, have this attitude that the only way that their child is going to improve is if they're only hitting with kids that are better or the next level above. And that's just absolutely false. 
You do not have to be in that environment all the time. In fact, you're missing out on a lot of other different kinds of practice that are extremely valuable, which is what we talked about the point before this one. Having that time, that comfort level where you're not rushed, you can make some changes. Because here's the thing, when you're getting pushed to 80% or 90% or certainly 100%, there's no margin there to be able to do anything different than what you can rely on. You can't do anything other than your habits because you're being pushed right to the max. And so you're going to automatically fall back on what is comfortable to you. And that's fine as far as it goes. But remember what I said a couple minutes ago. If you want to make meaningful improvements, at some point there has to be a change that's made. And if, you're, if the only time that you're practicing, you're getting pushed right to your limits, you're not going to make any changes. You're not going to. Because you have no choice but to fall back on what your habits are. And if all you're doing is your habits day after day, week after week, month after month, you'll get better within the level you're already at, but you're not going to make big jumps from level to level to level. The only way that's possible is by making meaningful changes and improvements to the way you're doing things currently. So to review, lower level is very much subjective. Do not go based on your knee-jerk reaction as far as how pretty that person's technique looks. Give them a chance. Even And again, as I mentioned kind of at the, the start, this is just a, completely an aside from the whole concept of maybe give them a little bit of time. I bet you when you were just starting, somebody stronger than you gave you a little bit of their time. So it's just completely besides beside that point. Very often, level is subjective. Give them a chance and see. You might be very surprised how productive a practice session with them will be. Number two, lower level speed is perfect for working on grooving new improvements and changes. And number three, it's a myth that the only way forward is to live right on the edge of control and comfort. So hopefully this gives you a new perspective and gives you a new way of looking at things and has hopefully changed your mind a little bit about what it means to hit with your fellow tennis players. It doesn't have to, I, I would encourage you to not just seek out the players that you think are above your level. Hit with people that are at your level, hit with people that you perceive to be below your level. There are different productive and meaningful things that you can do in each of those three environments. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, I can promise you that you'll be better off mixing things up a little bit and hitting with different levels of player. For more free game improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube where we are the number one resource in the world providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care and good luck with your tennis.